0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week on the show, I have a lovely guest, Tracy Pluscourt. Now, Tracy is the founder of Self Made You and the host of Secrets of the Self Made Podcast. She is a life coach and helps men and women achieve their goals and solve all problems fast by developing self control. Now on the podcast today, Tracy and I delve into her self-control program and how we can utilize this program to help ourselves in our own lives. We talk about the mind. We talk about how we can apply this system to all areas of our life, including our career and our health and relationships and so much more. I really hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Tracy. So let's have a listen in. Tracy. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today.
1: How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for having me, Kate.
0: Well, today we are talking about self-control, which I know is your area of specialty. But before we dive into that, can you share a little bit with our audience about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. So I am a certified life coach um, I own a company called Selfmade You, which is basically an online school that teaches people how to utilize a very simple four-step system to create self-control. So they learn how to operate from this system through utilizing this system and applying it literally to every application in their life, whether it's applying it to the relationships, their professional life, their personal life, their health and wellness, finances. It can't, it literally has unlimited applications. And I really kind of look at self-made you as the school that ends up filling a gap that formal education tends to leave, you know, formal education teaches us what to think, but they don't teach us how to think. So, we bring forward this system that you can very quickly learn and then go on to apply very masterfully in every area of your life.
0: Well, it sounds amazing. And we are going to dive into a little bit more about what it is and how we can utilize it. But before we do, is there something that got you into this, you know, field and developing this system yourself, your own personal journey?
1: Yeah, so I struggled for a really long time with overeating, over drinking. I found that once I thought I had conquered one addiction, let's say overeating. All I really did is I then kind of substituted another addiction, let's say over drinking, because I didn't get to the root cause of the problem. I was literally just trying to follow the next best thing in order to overcome it. So, not unlike a lot of other people, I was always on the lookout for you know the newest, latest quick fix, and I was all in. I would spend lots and lots of money, lots and lots of time and energy on these quick fixes, because I never believed that the solution could come from within. I always thought that, you know, it, it was, it existed somewhere outside of me. So because that was the belief I operated from, I never sustainably corrected the problem or overcame the problem. And I never was able to like go on and reach some of these bigger goals that I had for myself because I wasn't meeting my basic needs. I wasn't really working on my mental health, which is the key to overcoming any obstacle is really looking at your mental fitness, like how strong is your brain how how much capacity do you have to actually learn a new way of operating and you know, like I said, it's really not that hard, but you have to like have the means of you know the time, the energy, the curiosity, the openness, the willingness to learn something new and so when I finally came to that conclusion that all I was doing was rinse and repeating and sometimes like swapping one addiction for another addiction because I had overspending in there. I had like relationships that were really in need of some healing. Um, and I wasn't ever able to find a sustainable result. And so I decided, you know, enough is enough. I am going to figure out a system that actually gets to the root cause of the problem, which looks like your mind and then develop A way that I can really learn to keep strengthening my mind so that I can continue to get the results and keep the results that I want. And so how that came to be, it wasn't like I just woke up one morning and went, Oh, I know what the system is going to look like. It was really lots of research, lots of, I am a certified life coach. So really applying a lot of the concepts that I learned. Um, to be an effective life coach and really kind of bringing it to get all together in a framework that seems easy to follow it. You can master it because like I said, it's applicable in so many different areas that you can't help, but master it. Once you start using it and you start recognizing the value of it, you'll start using it in all areas of your life. And it does become like second nature, but you know, our brain is, kind of, if you think about it, kind of split in half, you've got a primitive part that's meant to keep you safe. And it offers you a lot of fear-based thoughts and you tend to react to those thoughts. But the other part of your brain that we aren't often using because the primitive brain overruns or overrides the prodigy brain, that prodigy brain is capable of questioning those primitive brain thoughts. It's capable of responding in a very intentional way. But because our primitive brain is much stronger because it's been utilized much longer, that's what we operate from by default. So just having that awareness of how, you know, what the neuroscience of your brain looks like, that creates a sense of like, oh, so it's really not my fault. I'm not broken. It's just the fact that I haven't been taught how to utilize the other part of my brain and kind of accept the primitive part, that it's actually doing its job. But the thing is, is I'm not in any danger. It's offering me all of these fear-based thoughts to keep me safe. But, you know, walking through the kitchen past a plate of cookies is not a dangerous state of affair. But my brain is trying to tell me, you better eat those cookies before somebody else does or before somebody takes them away from you, right? So you have to be able to have the awareness around what's really going on so you can make sense of it. And you can logically then shift and utilize that other part of your brain.
0: Yeah. Well, as you were talking there, I was thinking too, having that awareness is really important, but it's also really hard in this day and age because we're constantly being bombarded from companies and, you know, our program will work for you and, you know, and they've changed our food. So it tastes you know, additives and preservatives. So we want to go back for more. So it lights up that center of the brain that wants that type of food. So, you know, having that awareness is amazing, but we are constantly being, you know, shot out in different areas that will lead us to those paths as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, just, Understanding that, right? That we get messaging from so many different directions. We get messaging as small children, and now as adults, we get messaging from social media, and right? And so, and we've learned to believe a lot of what we hear, and, you know, or we make meaning from that. And you can just see that, you know, That isn't necessarily true. We've just chosen to default to that belief or to those thoughts. And we don't have to believe that any longer. And I would just challenge anybody who's listening to just question what belief have you been operating from? And is it working for you? If you don't like the results you're getting in your life, regardless of if it's in your relationships or your financial situation or your health and wellness, habits, leadership, you know, Uh, on and on and on. Like if you do not like the, the results you're getting, then wouldn't it make sense to try a different approach to challenge the belief that you've been operating from and try to operate from a different part of your brain? That's all we're asking you to do. There is really nothing outside of you that you have to buy into. It's just learning how to utilize the inherent strengths that are already within you but you have to be able to tap into the other part of your brain in order to access those
0: so the question is how do we do that
1: yes <laughs> so awareness first and foremost it's like i take my clients through actually even before you become a client i i take them through an exercise of just deciding so many people will tell me, like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what I want. I don't know if I have a problem that needs to be solved or I have a goal that needs to be achieved. I don't know. When, they, when they're when they doing that, when they're saying that, I know they feel out of control. So it stands to reason that a little self-control would solve that problem. They are feeling out of control. And There is, we have on our website a freebie that you can download that talks you through what it looks like when you're feeling out of control in your relationships, what the thoughts sound like if you're feeling out of control in your financial life, what the thoughts sound like when you're feeling out of control in your health and wellness life. So, If you haven't yet identified that that's actually the struggle that you're feeling out of control, just being able to kind of read through those and take that quick assessment sometimes can be really helpful, but deciding what it is that you want. So you might not know what it is that you want. So I would then walk you through what is it that you don't want? Like a lot of people can come to that conclusion through that backdoor approach. What is it that you don't want? Most of us have been sifting and sorting through so many of life's experiences that we can conclude what it is that we don't want a little easier than being asked what it is that we do want. So making a decision is the fastest way to feeling more in control. Once you've made that decision and you're really making that decision through being asked questions so we call that in the coaching world we call that self coaching so i do have a lot of clients that will hire me to prompt them with you know questions but i like to teach my clients how to do that for themselves how to self coach so that they don't become reliant on a coach to help them make every single decision i think a coach definitely has its place but it's more in a like accountability refinement but making decisions should be your responsibility, and you should learn how to ask yourself the right questions to conclude or to come to a good decision. So, asking yourself the right questions, we also call that self coaching. That's the very first step of the self control operating system. So, it's four parts. The acronym is SELF, S E L F. Self coaching is the S. Then, the next step is eliminating any obstacles. You want to eliminate the obstacles you can see, and you want to eliminate the obstacles you can't see. So for example, if you're struggling with over drinking and every single Friday, you know, you're going to get an invitation to a happy hour and you have all sorts of thoughts around. If I don't go, people are going to think that I have a problem or think people are going to think something about me, or they're not going to like me if I decline the invitation, right? But actually declining the invitation probably would be the obstacle that would make the most sense to eliminate. Because at that point in time, your prodigy brain isn't strong enough to be able to go and be able to allow an urge to be there without like, you know, diving in. So you want to eliminate any obstacles until your prodigy brain is strong enough. You want to be aware of what those saboteur narratives are that you're most prone to hearing. So there's 10 saboteur narratives. We also have an assessment for that, that really like shines a light on which narratives you most often operate from, but the most universal is the judge. We are either judging ourselves, we're judging other people, or we're judging circumstances. So, once you know that about yourself, you can kind of be on the lookout for it and you can intercept it. It's not that you are going to like take the part of your brain, the primitive part that is responsible for those saboteur narratives. You're not going to, you know, turn it off because you actually want a part of your brain to keep you safe when you're in danger. But when you're not in danger, it tends to just sabotage you. So having a heightened sense of awareness around what those narratives sound like can really help you kind of intercept it. So self-coaching is the S, the E is eliminating the obstacles, L is leveraging your prodigy brain strengths. So when you are operating from your prodigy brain, you have access to strengths like empathy, discovery, innovation, navigation, Activation with clear, concise, laser focused movements. Like you will activate in a way that you know, you're either getting closer to what it is that you want or you're learning from the experience. So you're not afraid to take action. Those strengths again are only available to you when you're operating from your prodigy brain. So learning to leverage those five strengths is a game changer. And then the F of self is forging intentional results. So no matter what it is that you decide to achieve, to go after, to overcome, there's probably some best practices involved. So for example, with our self-made mind and body program, people come through that door because they want to lose weight. The best practices that we teach them come after we teach them how to manage their mind because now the best practices will happen in a very sustainable way because we've set them up for success. We've worked on the mental part of it first, but eventually we do get to the best practices. And in every arena, there's always best practices. So when you're forging those intentional results, you wanna make sure that these are hard-working actions. So again, for example, with the self-made mind and body, We believe that in order to lose weight, you should look through the lens of metabolic fitness, really take a metabolic approach to it, recognizing that insulin resistance is often the tripwire to obesity. So we want to make sure that our clients understand what it means to be insulin sensitive. We teach them how to draw their blood, how to manage their ketones, how to manage their blood glucose how to extend the time in between their meals so that their insulin does drop so that they can burn fat instead of glycogen we teach those best practices just like we do in all of our other programs depending that you would take depending on what you decide you want to overcome or want to achieve so all of it is the foundation is the self control operating system but there are best practices that we kind of layer on to the programming depending on which program it is. So forging intentional results, being really consistent um, about taking, you know, um, those actions is a part of the programming. Creating self-accountability as well as mutual accountability, you know, creating the community, um, all of those things are really important and they come under the umbrella of forging intentional results.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that because it's like you said, it's kind of, you've got the mind awareness and it's great, but if you aren't changing, you know, like you said, adding in those best
1: practices,
0: then you're not kind of getting the complete picture coming together.
1: Exactly. And most programs will start, they'll be like, we've cracked the code on how to lose weight. Here's what (laughs) you need to do. Right. And then they hand over the checklist and they send people on their way. Well, That's a little bit of a strategic move because it's probably going to give them a quick result, but it's not going to be a sustainable result. So they know that the client probably will be coming back because they didn't solve the problem at the level of their mind first. So when you do that, now you're being fueled by an emotion that creates a sustainable result. But if you don't solve the problem at the level of the mind, like really understand what this person is thinking and how that thinking is making them feel and how that feeling has them showing up, sabotaging themselves. If they don't understand that, then they can't adjust. They don't know how to really like talk to the root cause, solve the root cause. And so we really take a comprehensive approach and we make sure that our client's fully understand the big picture so that this is the last time they ever have to solve this problem for themselves. And as a value add, they can take the exact same practice and apply it to the relationships in their life, to their professional performance, to their any other habits that they want to create or overcome. Like it can be applied to everything. And that's where you really become masterful when you can take the operating system and apply it in all these different arenas.
0: Yeah. And if somebody's listening in and thinking, I feel like I'm in control, I don't feel like I'm, you know, overwhelmed or out of control, but I do have issues with maybe it's overeating or, you know, maybe it's overworking you know what's mm-hmm. the what's the missing link there is it the awareness and and building that awareness around the self control
1: yeah it's actually i would say so let's say somebody is um really struggling with productivity and they're feeling they wouldn't say i feel out of control but i feel overwhelmed i feel like i have just so much coming at me at one time So that feeling of overwhelm is also coming from a saboteur narrative. So I teach self-control in the context of being able to choose how you want to think so that you're actually choosing how you want to feel so that you choose the way you want to show up and you choose what result you're going to get that's what i mean when i say self control it's really like within it's um it's a self reliance um so you might not feel out of control but you probably are feeling some unwanted feeling and self control is always the answer because you have the responsibility. You can take the credit for being able to create the thoughts, the feelings, the behaviors, and the results that you want. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, uh, because I think a lot of people, when they think of control you know, say it in your cont- quotation marks, they think, you know, I just can't stop eating those cookies because I don't have self-control. I've been told that I've got no self-control. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that you can download a free 15-minute core Pilates workout that I've designed especially for you to work your entire body and your core, including your pelvic floor and deep layer of abdominals to really build strength, stability, and mobility. This is a nice, quick workout. You can fit into your day. It's definitely 100% doable. You don't need any equipment to do it. And I guarantee once you finish your 15 minutes of Pilates, you will feel stronger, more energized, taller, and really joyful and happy for moving your body and getting those endorphins moving. So don't forget, head on over to the show notes and download that free core workout and try some Pilates with me. I can't wait to see you on your mat.
1: Right, right. And that's just a, like, I would question that, that belief. Like you have no control. Well, in what ways is that not true? Let's talk about the ways that you do have control because we all know that our primitive brain can be so dramatic and it talks in absolutes, right? I have no control in any in any where of my life. That's not true. Let's talk about the control that you showed just showing up for this call. Let's talk about the control that you showed when you went and brushed your teeth this morning. Let's talk, right? Like it's not that dramatic, but your primitive brain will have you believing that. So we have to like strip away the drama and you can do that through the self-coaching practice. Again, step number one. It's just simply asking yourself questions and those questions strip away the drama and really bring forward the facts. And that's a place to start from.
0: Yep. Yeah, and that's great because that was my next question is, is where do people really delve in and start to make the change?
1: Yeah. So I like to tell my clients, you know, look at your calendar when you get up tomorrow morning and you're looking at your calendar and you see some white space on that calendar, put a timer or put a note or create a meeting with yourself that you can have five or 10 minutes just to like connect with how it is that you're feeling in that moment. Because you're feeling something. Being able to name that feeling, whether it's overwhelmed, whether it's Neutral, whether it's indifferent, you're feeling something. I want you to name the feeling and then connect it to the thought that's creating it. That is a very powerful exercise because it proves to you that you do have self control. You are either unintentionally or intentionally thinking a thought that is creating a feeling and you can do that. In any direction, you can create any feeling you want. You just have to find the right believable thought. So if you believe the thought that I'm fat and I'm never going to be able to lose weight, you're going to create the feeling of, you know, unworthiness, discouragement, right? Like you are unintentionally thinking that thought, but you're thinking it and you can shift. You can do the work to question that thought. Or you can just have the awareness of, oh, that thought is creating this feeling and I am operating my life being fueled by that feeling. And that's not working for me. I'm right now, this very moment, I'm deciding to no longer be fueled by that feeling. That right there, that little tiny decision, that connection that you just made, between the way you're feeling and the cause of that feeling being a thought is so powerful. It really drives home how much control you actually have. And so that's where I like to have my clients start. Just simply carving out the time, understanding how it is you're feeling and why. What's the thought creating it?
0: And I assume that consistency around this practice is really important too, because you can stop yourself once, but that's not going to make the change in the long run.
1: You're right. Yeah. Yeah. When you start to see how you'll notice quite quickly how things start to change, results are changing, the way you're feeling is changing, the way you're showing up changes. So you'll get, you'll be sold on this quite quickly and you'll be motivated to keep like understanding yourself, keep questioning that, but you can up-level like this practice all day, every day. You know, once, once you really recognize the power of it, now you start to feel unstoppable. Now you're like, okay, well now I've, overcome every single challenge in my life. Now let's really make this fun. And let's start going after some goals, utilizing the same operating system. But yes, it does take some consistency, but it feels so good because you're literally curating a life that you want moment by moment by moment, because life is experienced through our feelings, period. You only experience life through your feelings. So Moment by moment by moment, understanding how you're feeling creates the narrative, creates the life that you're living. So with that understanding, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, this is where you should invest your time and your energy and your awareness is in how it is that you're feeling and why. So giving yourself five minutes every single day can pay dividends. And it really, like I said, it will really start to build on itself because you'll start to see the results quite quickly.
0: Well, I also love that it means that you're being intentional about the choices you want to make for the life you want to live rather than being more reactive to, I'm in this situation and there's not much that I can do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that, again, that's not your fault. If you're having those thoughts or you have that belief, that there's nothing I can do. This is just the hand that, you know, I've been dealt. Like, that's not your fault. It's just, that's a function of your primitive brain. That is a fear-based thought that is having you react unintentionally. You just haven't yet been taught how to question that thinking and use the other part of your brain. That's all that's gone on. It's not anything more than that.
0: Which when you hear it like that, it's like, Why didn't we learn this, you know, why isn't this taught in schools?
1: Amen. Kate, you're like preaching (laughs) to the choir, sister.
0: (laughs) Is there any framework that's being adopted to try to get it into any type of, you know, schooling or university or whatever it may be?
1: Yeah, I've had um a couple universities reach out and I have also had a couple um middle schools uh reach out and we've started talking about how we can implement this. I I wholeheartedly believe that the younger audience is really going to benefit from, you know, learning this and adopting this new way of operating at a much younger age. Like there is no harm that can come from that. And um, you know, I've I have modeled this for my children. I didn't like sit them down one day and be like, okay, class is in session. I've modeled this since, you know, the day that they were born. And so they've picked up on it. And I like to kind of lay that expectation out for my clients that when you come to Self-Made You, the definition of becoming self-made is taking responsibility for your results, the unintentional results and the intentional results. You give yourself the credit. You no longer, you know, blame other people for your results. You never look outside of yourself for the solutions. But alongside of that, and almost even more importantly, you teach other people to do the same thing. You do that through modeling. You do that in an indirect and some people go on to do it in a direct way. We just launched a student teacher and a coach program because so many of our clients, we've retained like upwards of 90% of our clients since 2020. And a lot of them have come back and decided they want to formally learn how to teach these concepts because they were so life-changing and a lot of them want to teach it to younger people because they see so much promise in you know younger generations adopting this and you know it that's what's going to change our world so yeah i'm just tickled with the possibilities and we're out there talking, talking, talking. We're on as many podcasts as we can, like really spreading how simple this is. And we have all sorts of freebies on our website that people can take advantage of. So um, we it's not a secret. We teach the operating system for free. And where we come in as coaches is really coming alongside of you and helping you Practice it with consistency, really refining it, making sure that um, when you're ready to up level, we help you do that. So, you know, teaching and coaching are two different things. Learning a concept is really only 20% of the change, it's application that really takes up 80%, like 80% of the change. Comes through consistent applications. So we put the coaches, we put our effort in that container and we offer the insight, we offer the education pretty much for free. Yeah, well,
0: it's that accountability, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, we have information at our fingertips all the time, whether or not, you know, it's an article on the phone or it's social media or it's the TV or it's the radio. But if we're not actually applying the information that we're learning, then there's yeah. kind of no point.
1: Exactly. You're exactly right.
0: But I love the fact that you have spoken about kids and stuff, because I know my girls, My I've got two girls that are seven and nine, and just their brains in the way that they think, in that they think of the possibilities, you know, that nothing is off limits. You know, my seven-year-old is like, I'm like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And she's like, I'm going to be a scientist and I'm going to open my own bakery. And I'm going, my eldest was like, I'm going to run a Disneyland. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. You know, they don't have those limitations yet. So I can see how, you know, talking to them and involving this framework, you know, into Mm -hmm. conversations without sort of saying it directly can be even beneficial.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And those thoughts that are creating this limitless, abundant feeling in them, those are the thoughts that you want to like you want to protect those thoughts. You want them to practice those thoughts and you want them to apply those thoughts to other areas of their life. And so really like, you know, treating them with like delicacy, like it is, those thoughts are so precious And like I said, you want to protect them. You want to strengthen them. And I think that the best way to strengthen them is to have them apply those thoughts in other areas. So you know what, you know how you think you are, you believe that you can create your own Disneyland someday. How can you think that exact same way about your arithmetic class or your you know, social studies class or, you know, anything that maybe she's a little bit more resistant to like open up her mind and thinking that same sort of way, because you want her to have that same unstoppable feeling driving her behaviors, because that's, what's going to get her results that are extraordinary. And you want to teach her at this young age, all of this is, this is duplicatable. You're doing this you know, it's so exciting. And so I love that. I'm glad that you said that.
0: Well, also, if you think of the amount of people in the world, and that if everybody was walking around with that understanding that really, I can do anything, and I can apply this to anything in an area, any area of my life, how different the world may be.
1: Right. And if the world stopped pointing the finger and blaming things outside of themselves for their results, even that would change our world. So amen to both.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see how there'd be that flow on effect. And I know, you know, the more work that you do on yourself, do you know what I mean? Your actions then change, then that has the flow on effect to affect other people too.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: And I need to ask too, going back to your framework and the second, you know, the E of eliminating obstacles. If somebody's listening and sort of thinking, I want to do that, but there are some obstacles in my life that I find maybe be very difficult to eliminate. Maybe it's a family member that, you know, is causing a lot of upsets, but it's not one of those things that you can just eliminate them, you know, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do they overcome those type of obstacles?
1: Yeah. So it may be an obstacle, but it may be an obstacle that you cannot completely eliminate, but you certainly can think differently about it. So even thinking this is an obstacle that I can do nothing about, like that really kind of holds you captive, but that's not the way that you have to think about that person, AKA obstacle. You can think, about them. There's so many different ways that you can think about those people that are sort of hard to love. Um, you can, and I, I'll tell you what, it all starts with you. Like you don't need to drag them into any sort of therapy session. You don't need to create, you know, boundaries or consequences with them it all starts with you you deciding how you want to think and feel about them and like really be kind of innovative in the way you're thinking now if you're really spinning out in despair or fear or anger or you know hurt um around this person then empathy, discovery, innovation is not gonna be available to you because you're operating from your primitive brain. So is it possible to think different? Absolutely. But you have to understand that your primitive brain has got you hijacked right now. That's why you're feeling this unwanted feeling about this person. And in order to shift to your prodigy brain, we have to just have a heightened sense of awareness around what's actually going on you're not broken. This relationship uh, with this person that's hard to love is not going to be the end of the world. We just need to learn how to think differently. And once you can tap into empathy and discovery and innovation, everything changes. But it all starts with you. You're the one that's going to change. Having an expectation that somebody else is going to change is trying to change the circumstance. That doesn't work. That's what we call control. When people are feeling out of control, it's because they're trying to change a circumstance. Self-control is what I teach. I teach you how to control your thinking, your feeling, your behaviors. It will have an impact on the relationship, most definitely. But you're actually controlling yourself, not them.
0: Yeah. All right great answer cuz that makes complete sense. <laughs> now, what do you wish women in particular knew about self-control?
1: That it is available to them and that it's not their fault that they feel like they're out of control or that they don't have self-control, that it just simply hasn't yet been taught to them. Um I I would say that I would love to skywrite that, um, <laughs> or, or paint it on the side of every building and every bus. Um, it's not your fault. Like I think so many people think that the lack of control that they have over their thoughts, over their feelings, over their behaviors equates to them being forever broken. And that's not true. It's just that you haven't been taught period. That's what I wish they knew. Um, secondly, you know, it's a, it's a very simple system. Um, so it's, it's not complicated and everything that you need is actually within you. Um, but it has to, the evidence of how this works is created through your own experiences. So we teach you through like applied learning. We're like, okay, here's this circumstance. How did you think about this circumstance? How did that thought make you feel how did you show up when you felt that way? And what kind of result or experience did you create? I'm literally using every single individual's circumstance as an application for learning. So they cannot argue the evidence. So it, it people do pick it up quickly because I use their, them, them as the experience, like as the tool to learn. So. Yeah. It's, it's really steeped in self-discovery, which is a beautiful thing. Like I, I attract lifelong learners and when you're learning about yourself, it's pretty darn interesting.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And do you find that there's a difference between men and women coming to this method or? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, And it's quite interesting. um, The men that I get that go through our self-made mind and body program, they get weight loss results really, really fast because we take a metabolic approach. So that's, you know, that's always makes the women, uh, kind of pause <laughs> and question like, "How fair is that? Um, but what I find is they are always, the men are always blown away by the feelings part of it. Like, they always thought that feelings were like airy, fairy, fluffy, you know, I don't need to connect with my feelings. But the minute that they do, and they recognize that their feelings are actually what's driving their behavior, their worlds crack wide open. And so I I actually should ask one of my clients because he just texted me, um, his thoughts on feelings and ha- and what he thought about it when he first started and now how it has just changed his life so dramatically. I, I definitely need to ask him if I can put that up on social <laughs> media because I hear it over and over and over again, but yeah. So I think the feelings really rock Men's worlds, and uh, they do tend to get quick results in the weight loss category because they're taking these feelings that then drive certain actions, behaviors like, you know, monitoring their blood glucose, getting more sleep limiting the refined carbohydrates. And they, when they're driven from a feeling that is sustainable, they lose weight just like that. But that's, that I would say, it's just the way that men are made from a metabolic and a mental standpoint. They've kind of got that one-two punch that, that really creates quick results.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really interesting because even in uh, the Pilates studio, when I get a guy come in, they tend to be more resistant to start. when they do start, it's it's very similar. They will take to it like straight away. And if I give them homework, they will follow through on that homework and they will get results quite quickly. And quite a few of my, you know, husband and wife duos that come in, the wife's always like, I've been coming for five years and who starts and (laughs) who's only got results in four weeks or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: it's an interesting, you know, obviously, you know, just from the gender type and, and each person's obviously different, but yeah, it is interesting yeah. to see that.
1: Yeah, I, you know, getting to people's like really pulling the decision what it is that they want and why really, you know, revealing that um, most people will say, I just want to be happy or I just want to be at peace. Well, happiness and peace are available to you right now. So this is going to be a journey of exploring how happiness and peace is experienced moment by moment by moment. So we are not going to reserve happiness and peace for some, you know, magical finish line. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to start experiencing that right now. So then it kind of makes, you know, the, who got there first, you know, from a goal weight standpoint or strength building standpoint, kind of makes it a mute point because what they said they wanted, they both start experiencing right now. So yeah, it's, um, I love that, but you know, you kind of need sometimes to be reminded why you're doing this and you're actually, you know, taking advantage of that currently. So we're it's all okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a great reminder because I think so many people are like, once I, you know, reach manager, okay, then I can work less or once yeah. we, you know, pay off this, then we can, you know, then I'll feel happier and more relaxed or whatever it is. Right. But like you said, sometimes those days don't come and it's trying to appreciate and build that into your life right now.
1: Yeah. Or if that's the way you tend to think, you know, where it's like, I'm reserving happiness for this finish line, you know, once I fill in the blank, then this, if that's the way you tend to think, you're probably going to continue to reserve happiness until the day you die, because it's like the bar just keeps getting raised. Like you aren't going to be happy because you're never going to hit that finish line. Cause the finish line keeps moving. Like that's the truth. That's how human beings operate. So, um, if you can't reconcile what it looks like to be happy right now, you're really robbing yourself of the joys of life. Like Life is supposed to be experienced moment by moment by moment. So we want to like get to it and learn what does that look like to appreciate and fully experience life right now without, you know, reserving the wanted feelings for a later date.
0: Yeah. And I can say how that might need practice, especially if you're okay. so used to doing that. Um, yes. You know your whole life, or you know if you have had that. A lot of people that tend to be really into sport and have that sort of driven nature. There is always a next goal that they're trying to get yes. to.
1: Right. Yeah. And a lot of times that's the over overachiever saboteur narrative where those people tend to connect their worth to their achievements, and so you know it's really important to them to actually hit said goal, but they also tend to be the person that that goal is never good enough because their worthiness is connected to the next best thing. And so it definitely sabotages them. But if you know that about yourself, you can be on the lookout for the kind of thoughts that the primitive brain or saboteur narrative offers you, and you can, you know, intercept them before it unfolds into an unwanted situation.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. So to wrap up, if anybody that's sort of listening into this podcast and thinking, yep, this is all amazing and I want to start this straight away, what can they, after finishing this podcast, instigate straight away?
1: Yeah, just, I would say go to our website, go to www.self-made, M-A-D-E, then the letter U.com. Um, We have all sorts of freebies. We have lots of assessments. Um, We have the what's the matter assessment that really brings forward whether you have a problem to solve or a goal to achieve. Then we have a change your mind assessment that really like shines a light on which area of your life are you looking to make changes in. We also have a lot of different social media channels that we direct you to from our website, I teach you several different types of tools, self-coaching tools for free on the website. And then we have all of our paid programming on there too. So that's what I would do um, outside of, you know, going to our website, carve out a little bit of time for yourself, find that white space on your calendar and simply ask yourself the question, what am I feeling and why connect your feelings to the thought that you're thinking. That is a very powerful exercise that really creates an awareness around how responsible you are for your life, for the experience that you're having
0: amazing. Well, I'll link all of those up in the show notes too so people can head across to the website and socials because there is so much fantastic information on there that people can reach out. Especially, you know, listening to this even myself I'm like, okay, yep, I'm motivated to to work on it even more. You know, because it's one of those things. If you're constantly learning, then you're going to constantly grow and change for the better. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you a coupon code for our Mind Over Matter program. It teaches the self-control operating system, which is $27. I'll give you a 50% coupon code. So $13, you can learn the self-control operating system. So we'll make sure that that's in your, your show notes as well.
0: Yeah, I'll link it all up. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Tracy, and sharing so much amazing information. It's been a delight having you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening into to the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.